Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. I have a guest with me today who I am so excited to share with you. Caitlin of Caitlin Curiosity is a three-time entrepreneur who has spent the last 10 years working in the wellness industry. With this experience, she teaches other intentional entrepreneurs how to cultivate a deeply rooted community in a digital sphere and create financial sustainability for their businesses. After following her own curiosity two years ago, she packed up her car and left a city of 1.7 million people to a tiny remote cabin in a town of just 200 nestled in the mountains of Oregon. She shares all of the details of that journey in her first episode of her new podcast, In Repose, which I highly recommend. It's Caitlin's intention to share a life of simplicity, nature, ritual, and repose, an intentional life dedicated to following your curiosity in both home and business. You can connect with and follow Caitlin on Instagram at Caitlin Curiosity and visit CaitlinCuriosity.com to learn more about her work. I highly recommend signing up for her newsletters. They are amazing. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm just, I'm so grateful. And your energy is so wonderful to be around even virtually. Well, thank you. We're doing a lot virtually these days. So that means something. (laughs) I've been following you in your journey on Instagram for a while now, and it's been a real joy to just watch things unfold for you. And in March, I think it was, you shared an IGTV called A New Wave of Marketing, which was all about why marketing strategies fall flat when they're not combined with intuition. And I just want to kind of start off that conversation by having you talk a little bit more about the role that intuition plays in your business and in your life. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's one of my favorite things to talk about because back in 2020, I was really hyper-focused on teaching and helping other intentional entrepreneurs grow their businesses using social media as a tool. And I was really heavily focused on algorithms and engagements. And at the time that lit me up, but the more that I was working with entrepreneurs, I was seeing this pattern that the superpower that you have in your business and as a human, as a, as in this human experience is truly your intuition. And I was witnessing it with client after client that you can follow a formula or a marketing strategy or showing up on, on a newsletter or Instagram this many days, but what really and truly makes you stand out. And especially in a world where, like you said, we're doing so much virtually and digitally, what, what makes you stand out is your ability to stand in your own intuition, to follow it, to listen to it 
and express your message and your mission from that place. And I just wanted to, as soon as I was seeing this pattern, I just wanted to like shake everyone and be like, you don't have to listen to anyone but yourself. Like truly, I promise you, like you'll be provided for financially. You'll make your impact so much greater. And that's what I really focus on now is helping intentional, intuitive entrepreneurs. My brain really understands the more marketing side, but now it's like, okay, where are your unique, beautiful gifts and intuition? And that's where we're going to express from. That's what we're going to externalize or quote unquote, develop content from it. It's not following someone else's roadmap. It's really tuning in and listening to yourself and that divine guidance. Oh, yes. But also, isn't that so hard to do? Isn't it just easier to follow somebody's formula? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we all, we all, at least I try and think about, I constantly try and remind myself it is hard. And at the same time, it's also the other thing that I use, the word that I use, I'm like, but it's also really liberating that yeah. you, you have that power and it exists within you, but developing that trust muscle and, and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. And for me, it was always also too. And what I see with clients is kind of wanting that data or that logic or that intellect. And I'm like, but intuition isn't always that it's a body sensation or a voice or whatever that looks and feels like for you. It's so much more vague or esoteric and not as like one, two, three, X, Y, and Z. And yeah, it's easier to have like a one, two, three, X, Y, and Z roadmap for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause with intuition, I feel like there's always this question that people bring, which is, well, but how do I know that it's my intuition or if it's my fear and th they're so intermixed. And so I'm curious from your perspective, why do you think it's easy for us to confuse the two and how do you personally identify the difference? Hmm. I think it can be easy for us to confuse the two. And I, I, I'll speak from my own experience because I didn't, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust that I, that this voice that was coming through or this, for me, it's a knowing, it's a very deep body knowing where something will kind of come in like lightning. And it really, I feel it in this body sensation and it logically usually doesn't make sense. And I think my move into nature was probably the biggest example for me where I just knew that I was supposed to be here. Logically, none of that made sense, but I had this knowing and I didn't want to live my life from a place of someone else telling me how to live it or someone else telling me what happiness should look like or someone else determining that information for me. And so I, that was really one of the biggest risks I took on myself and, and where I am also someone that grew up and still can deal with anxiety. So of course I understand the fears that come up and I always try and bring it back. The question that kind of grounds me if there is something fearful coming up or if it's my intuition is if I step into this 
experience or if I step into whatever information came through to me, is it going to expand me and promote growth? Or is it something that is going to kind of shrink me and keep me small? Or is something in my body trying to keep me safe? Is it just trying to keep me within my comfort zone and that safety feeling? So that's kind of how I determine which path to take. And almost always, if it's intuition, it's something that is probably going to be a little uncomfortable because I have to grow, but it's going to ultimately, I'm going to expand so much more through the process at the end of the road once I walk through that experience. And, and that does take time of taking the inspired action and then witnessing what happens through the inspired action. And then that trust muscle for me, at least really starts to get stronger and stronger. So now when something strikes me with like lightning, I'm like, Oh, supposed to do it. Don't really know why, but here we go. Let's do it again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned your, your big move. I mean, that was like a humongous shift for you. And obviously, uh, probably a thousand, a series of thousands of little tiny intuitive nudges that brought you to that point. Do you utilize your intuition in smaller ways in your everyday life? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, it's, that's kind of how it got louder and louder because at first Mm. for me, it was, it was like a whisper because my, I don't know if you want to call it ego or those fearful thoughts were the loudest voice in my head. Like that controlled a lot of the actions that I took. And so for my intuition, for it to be more empowered, it really started as a whisper. And so it just started as, as little things that when I wake up in the, in the morning and I ask myself, like, what's one thing this morning that would bring me joy? Like one, one simple thing. And that's kind of how I started developing the, the chamomile coffee and the coffee tonics, because that was a way to start off my days, tuning into my intuition, going through my assortment of herbs and powders and saying, what support do I need today? Is it cacao? Is it cinnamon? Is it chamomile? And it's something for me, that's so simple of just bringing that intention while also pulling in that intuitive voice or for movement. That's another big one. I used to have a fitness studio and be a personal trainer. And so I was really structured on how I moved. And now I wake up and I ask myself, what feels good today? Would it be a walk? Is it dancing? Is it, is it a strength workout? Is it a hike? And that to me is the little ways that my intuition speaks of just what would feel so good and supportive for me today and not questioning why I'm thinking that way or why that came through and just honoring it and seeing how I feel and taking inventory of how I feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really crucial. How do you stop yourself from thinking <laughs> about it? <laughs> The biggest way truly for me has always been movement and Mm -hmm. some form of, because I have a mind, I have a very loud mind of, of just constantly being on. And the one thing that calms it down, or even, even like a really hot bath, it's just it's getting out of my head and getting into a physical sensation. And the same thing happens with movement or a really hot bath where like the first 15 minutes, my mind is still wanting to go, still wanting to control. What about this? You're breathing really hard. This feels really uncomfortable. And after about 10 to 15 minutes, it just totally dissolves because I have to focus on my breath. Otherwise I'm going to like pass out or I have to focus on my body sensations. And that to me is when the biggest 
inspirations from my intuition come through because I'm able to clear that space. If I can't clear that space, it's really hard for it to have this like clear channel to come in. And I also want to say I've experimented with, I've recently stopped drinking completely. And that has been a massive, and I wasn't a big drinker. It was treating myself to a glass of wine or having a beer at night, but that has been massively, hugely impactful in my intuition speaking up more loudly. Like it's wild to me this time around because I've done it before a few times. So it's, it's really, I just encourage anyone to experiment with different things to really get you out of your head. If you're experiencing that same chatter and that noise chatter, and maybe that's meditation, maybe it isn't movement at all. Maybe it's singing, maybe it's dancing, whatever that may be, just kind of letting your your inner child express itself and just seeing what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you mentioned singing because I remember um, I'm pregnant with our third baby, but when I was, had a newborn my first time around and I was learning all the things and just wanting to be like the best new mom possible and also (laughs) dealing with like all the stress. I remember a doula who I was a friend with at the time saying that one of the reasons why lullabies are so soothing is because when we sing our mind's thoughts calm down and we are focused on the reverberations and the words and the melodies and whatever. And even if you're not really good at singing, which I'm definitely not, it does kind of calm you, which calms the baby. And even if it doesn't calm the baby, you're a lot more able to handle the situation. And so, yeah, it is like, sometimes you just need a shift in energy, a shift in environment, a shift in activity to kind of get that mind to just unravel a little bit. And I love that you mentioned sometimes it takes 10 to 15 minutes. Like it isn't just a switch you can turn off. No, I, I wish it was. That would be amazing. <laughs> it is. It's called sleep when you go. Yeah. You know what? You're right. That's exactly right. I love your thoughts on how to trust your intuition in the face of other people's opinions and expectations, because I feel like that's something in business and in life that can just feel so hard when we want validation or like you said, like the data to prove something or when we have family members or friends that have certain thoughts or expectations about us, how do you trust your intuition then? Mm. Well, <laughs> I, so I really love human design as a tool. And if anyone's familiar, I have a three, five profile. So for me, that means I'm here to experiment and I'm here to succeed and I'm also here to fail. So I have learned along my journey that <laughs> through my failures that you're just going to disappoint people and you are going to let people down or you are not going to fit into someone's box or what they want you to be. And that was something that was really painful for me for a really long time. And I was such a people pleaser where I wanted people to just love me and accept me. And I mean, we all do on a human level, but I, I really had to go inward and build that relationship, not just with my intuition, but with myself so that when I fail or if something I launch doesn't go the way I had thought or whatever that external validation may be, 
I have to have my back at the end of the day. And I really see things as relationships. And so I would kind of look at it as a partnership. Like if something from the outside world didn't work out for my partner, he could know that I always have his back and I want to do the same for myself. And so I really took the time to cultivate that relationship so that no matter what happens, whether it's a, a wild success and people celebrate me for it, or it's a massive epic failure and I made no money on it, or I looked stupid or whatever that, that fear may have been, I am grounded inside because I took care of me and I think especially when you do things, especially have a business built with integrity and intention and intuition, it doesn't really matter to me what happens externally because that's the best that I can do. And that to me is how I want to operate my business. And it's a commitment. And so we're going to go through road bumps. We're going to go through challenges and I have to have the foundation internally to support myself no matter what happens externally. Hmm. What does supporting yourself through those challenges look like for you? That it's feeling a lot of feelings. <laughs> if I am, if I, if I feel I am like a big time crier, I, I express a lot of emotion through crying and it's allowing myself, giving myself the space to feel what I'm feeling. If it's disappointment, if it's fear, if it's anger, if it's happiness and joy and pride, I give myself the space to feel all of those things and not judge myself because I'm human and nobody has it perfect and nobody has it all figured out. And I, I think that's one of the, the beautiful things with my job and working with so many entrepreneurs and I've worked with really massively successful entrepreneurs, at least on the outside and behind the scenes, they have the same exact struggles, the same exact fears that someone who doesn't have that fame or recognition or success has this. We're all human at the end of the day, or we're in this human experience together. And so I never judge myself for having human emotions or needing to cry or and it also means reaching out and communicating because for the longest time, I also thought I had to do everything by myself. And so now I, I give myself the space first to feel the emotions and process through them. And then after that, I have a support system of really incredible girlfriends. I have my partner that if I need to unpack something with and just further need support, I have that system of people I trust that I can share that with. And when we share these things, we realize that we're not alone, that I'm not the only one that feels this way. You're not the only one that feels this way. You're not the only one that goes through these, these challenges. And just understanding that I'm committed to the mission that I have. I'm committed to myself. And that means being there for myself during the high highs and also being there for myself for the low lows. Like the same way I would in a partnership. I don't just get to be there when the person's at their very best. I also am committed to being there when they need me. And so I also do that for myself. Mm, yeah, I love that example and that 
way of looking at it because it's a framework that so many of us are familiar with. And if you have a partner or don't have a partner, you still have an idea of how you want to be in relationship with a partner. And so much of our life is built around reaching outward when ultimately like you do this thing called life with yourself. You come in Mm. with yourself and you go out with yourself. And so the more that you can cultivate that relationship, the more solid you'll be. And I think one of the hesitations that we have just as a culture and a society is that idea of being selfish and Mm -hmm. self-centered. Is that something that you've had to work with or overcome for yourself or with your clients? Yeah. Yeah. I have (laughs) family members that were very narcissistic growing up. And so that was a big shadow element for me was that I never wanted to, I never wanted to be selfish. I never wanted to, I never wanted to be like them. And so I did the opposite and I just gave and gave and gave and burnt myself out because I wasn't also taking care of myself. I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't nurturing myself. And, and that's now I just don't see that as selfish. I can't, I cannot give to my clients or my community or my partner if I'm not taking care of myself first. And it's, it's really, really, again, I just always bring it back to that relationship where if I'm in relationship with myself, it's like, what do I need today? Is it movement? Is it meditation? Is it playfulness? Like just gifting myself that space and that time. And also when I do, then I'm able to be present for my partner and be playful with him because I'm giving that to myself and the same goes for my community. So when we really start with ourselves first, it just, it ultimately spreads to everyone around us. And I want everyone around me to feel good. So I have Mm -hmm. to take care of me. Yes. And we take less from others when we are fulfilling ourselves. So we don't look to our partner to solve our problems or to pick what we want for dinner tonight because we know what we want because we checked in with ourselves. So it is in little tiny things and it is in really big things. And I'm so thankful for what you've shared there because it it is a really important thing to look at. And I love that the way you're approaching it, it just feels really easy and accessible. Thank you. I, I, it's, a, it's been a long road to get to a point of ease. Like it's not been like the easiest journey. And I just want to say that in case anyone is feeling that, that low, low, it is, it sounds, it takes work and a commitment to get to a point of ease, but it is so worth it and so fulfilling. And I, I know from my own experience that when we have to when we do have to work at something or it requires our time and energy, that fulfillment we get in doing it and, and knowing what it took to get to this place. Like to me, it just, I cherish it so much more than if it just boop happened overnight, which I, yeah. And I always look to nature when I'm, when I feel this way of like, if I go out and plant a seed in the garden, I, today, I can't go out tomorrow and harvest it. It's not ready. It's going to take time. And so when I'm feeling impatient of like, oh, I should be at this place or just impatient with myself or my feelings, I always bring myself back to nature and like, no, these things take time to harvest. And that's, that's natural and that's okay. And just accepting that with such joy and love and ease. And yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been saying a lot recently that use isn't always easy. Mm. <laughs> like they, don't, <laughs> don't confuse the two. They are not the same thing. Uh, so yeah. Well, can you share a little bit more about the work that you do? You have a new podcast, you offer personalized meditations, which I bought one and it's amazing. And you have a few different programs for these intentional entrepreneurs that you work with. So just kind of tell us a little bit more about like what lights you up, what you're doing and how people can work with you if they're interested. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I would love to getting to create your personalized meditation. So thank you. I, mm-hmm. I believe in, at least for me, I, it's what I call multidimensional business. So for a really long time, I thought I had to pick like one niche and one thing and stick with it. But then I realized a lot of things light me up. And so it took me a long time to kind of get to this path of how do they all work together? How am I supporting people? What are my natural gifts and how do I help people with that? And so a few of the different ways. I kind of break it up into two different ways. Uh, It's it's all under the umbrella of intentional living. And one is more lifestyle and one is more business. So intentional living lifestyle is the in repose podcast. It is the, I have a coffee tonics and herbal powders workshop because I just wanted to be able to teach people uh, how to bring intention into very mundane rituals and not have to spend a fortune. Uh, I also do the personalized meditations, which are something that I just, I love doing so much and getting to create. And I just do it when my, it's one of those things that I only open up sessions when my intuition comes through. So it's usually in my morning practice, I'll be pulling a card or just meditating and the message will come through of like, you're supposed to open up three more spots today. And so I do. And then those are the people that they're meant for. And then I close it down and just giving myself the freedom that I don't have to commit to one thing or one thing all year round that I can open up sessions and close sessions whenever feels best to me. And then when it feels good to me, ultimately it's going to feel better to the person on the other side purchasing because I'm so lit up about it. And then on the intentional business side, I do a few different things. So I have a few different programs. I have what's called Gate 58, which is if you're just starting an intentional business, it goes through exactly the logistics side of how to set that up, like filing an LLC and setting up a website in a really simple, digestible way. And then I also do... um, I have a group program and then I have a two-on-one program depending on where you're at on your entrepreneurial journey. And my joy and what lights me up is really getting to bring in the, the externalizing of things. So whether that be marketing, Instagram marketing, email marketing, content creation, I work with entrepreneurs who have a strong understanding or a a good understanding of their intuition and their gifts. And I just want to help them externalize that. So I get to do both of those things that I feel so lucky and so lit up every single day by what I do. And it's, it's magical. It's just one of those things that I can't even describe because I feel like the luckiest girl. That's amazing. And I just love that it is such an evolution from when I probably came across from you, which was like (laughs) when you were fully in reels mode and just on reels constantly. And now you just, it does seem like you're in so much alignment. And I'm sure part of that has to do with living in nature and also doing the work that you're doing on yourself and just the expansion and growth that happens as we live life. So um, I highly recommend anybody who's interested to to reach out to Caitlin because all the 
that she offers is so beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so funny to see the reels comment too, because I went through them the other week and I'm like, do I need to delete these? Cause I'm so far from that person, but I love getting to experiment publicly so that when, if you go back on my journey, you get to see every growth stage. And that to me is so, it's so beautiful because you can listen to someone talk about that, but to like actually witness that journey and their discomfort or their, because I did that with lives too, where lives mm-hmm. made me really uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to tell people it makes me uncomfortable so that they can witness the growth. Because again, for me, it's, it's, so much clarity comes from inspired action. So I don't sit around with an idea for like weeks. I just, I execute and then I can see, oh, that worked really well. Or that felt really good. Or, oh, that did not feel good at all. I'm not going to do that again. And then I go to the next step. So I love getting to share all of that. The successes, the failures, the growth, the discomfort, it is all out there. Yeah. And it's true and it's real and it's you and the people who resonate with that are going to resonate as you grow and evolve too. And it's going to help empower them to do the same thing. Mm, Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Well, I have three more rapid fire questions for you. So what are you celebrating these days? What do I celebrate? I am celebrating that the sun is back out and that I was in the garden today getting my little starts out there. I love, I came from a farming background. That was my first business at 21. And so I just have such a deep love for growing your own food, raising your own food. And I am celebrating the fact that it's spring slash summer again here. And I get to do that. I'm oh just basking in it. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, what are you cultivating? And you can't say farming since (laughs) what am I cultivating? I am always cultivating community and collaborations is the biggest one lately that I've been doing. And I cannot, it's, I cannot express enough how important and impactful collaborating with like-minded friends or businesses or people that you respect or people in your community is it's just been it's it's been wild to see how it's served my own personal growth and my business's growth and doing it from a place of integrity and that's really authentic and just watching the magic that unfolds and knowing that you don't have to do this journey on your own that you can collaborate with people that you love and you can support each other and cultivate communities together it's oh so good yes that's so that's such a good point i think sometimes when we think about collaboration it's like oh i'm just going to like fill the holes I have with something else that someone else offers. But really what happens is this like alchemy that occurs Mm. where the strengths of the two people, they kind of grow and build beyond what you were capable of. And it's not about filling holes. It's about like going beyond all of it. Yes. I love that you said alchemy. That's exactly what that is. Okay. Last question. Is there anything that you're creating either in work or in life that you're especially excited about right now? Oh, mm-mm-mm. well, I, I guess I could consider this creating. So 
My partner and I are in the process of buying our first place together. And so I've been creating like the list of what that looks like. What does this place feel like? What's envisioning what is on the property and what it's surrounded by. So I feel like that's what I've been creating because I'm very visual and it's so much of how I found my dream space renting out here. And now I get to be in this process, the next step of buying something and I get to dream of the greenhouse and the herbs that I'm going to grow and the animals that I'm going to have. So that to me has been a place of creation is just in my mind creating and kind of drafting out this place. And we're taking all the not fun action steps of like finances and planning and all of that. But the creation part for me is truly like all of the stuff that I dream of on this property. And it's very simple, but just that to me has lit me up oh, in so many ways. And I, I am, I'm patient with the process, but also so excited. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. That is such a fun and magical time in a journey is when you know, you're embarking on this journey. You're doing, like you said, all the logistical details and things that you got to do, but also you're getting to like dream and plan and envision and have little things hit your radar that you didn't even know you wanted that you're like, Oh, oh yes. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That's such a cool time. Oh, that's my favorite part is experiencing other homes or properties. And you're like, Oh, I would have never thought about that. I'm going to do, I would mm -hmm. love to do that. I just, Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, well, Caitlin, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your magic with all of us. Thank you so much for having me. This was just uh, such a beautiful conversation. I'm so grateful. Totally agree. For anyone listening who wants to connect, where can they find you and follow you in your journey? They can find me. My favorite place to connect is on Instagram. So just at Caitlin Curiosity and I share all things intentional living. If you're more of an audio person, I have the new podcast, which is called In Repose, just all about intentional living in home and business. So whatever feels best to, to you, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you again for being here. And friends, thank you for listening. If something Caitlin shared here resonated with you, take a screenshot on your podcast app and share it on social media with a little message and be sure to tag us both so that we can see it and connect with you. I will be back next week with another episode. I'll talk to you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.